It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast, your source for out-of-the-box real estate investing strategies brought to you by ecospace.com. Now, here's your hosts, Adam and Jason. Welcome back to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Adam A. Adams, and today... You're in for a treat. So we have uh, someone that's really remarkable. Some something that you never really you don't often hear. Uh, someone who's had a really incredible journey, and we'll talk a little bit about that journey. But this is Mike Foster, who actually runs the Active Duty Passive Income podcast, and he also is the book, the author of the book, Military House Hacking. So it's all about how to house hack, and there's a lot of ways to do that. So there's ways to house hack with multifamily, small multifamily. There's ways to house hack with Airbnb, which is one of the things that I want to get into on this podcast. And then there's a couple other things that I always try to share with you, the listener. And I I tell you, don't just do what people teach, okay? It's great to do what people teach. If you listen to Mike and you listen to what he shares on his podcast, you're going to be very successful. But sometimes I teach you or share with you or hope that you get from not only listening to what people say, but doing what they do. Now, Mike has gotten a lot of success and value out of doing some things that not everybody does. He wrote a book, for instance. He runs a podcast, for instance. And I want to really just let him open up the curtain for you today and share what, he, what value does he get from that? Because that's some of the things that I want you to be able to do. I want to help you to be able to take your business to the next level. So, yes, listen to the information that we provide, but also kind of notice the things that makes Adam Adams successful or the things that makes Mike Foster become famous and, and have people reaching out to him and saying, hey, can you just take some of my money? Because this really happens to those of us who are running these podcasts. So uh, and when you do this, the listener, when you do this, when you follow the things that you learn from Mike today, I want you to make sure that you do it with a type of heart that Mike has. So without further ado, let's introduce Mike Foster, the uh, the author of Active Duty, uh, the author of Military House Hacking, and the the host of Active Duty Passive Income. Mike, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing great, Adam. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm super pumped to be here. Thank you so much, and uh, for the kind words too. That's that's awesome. So I'm excited to share and add some value to your your listeners. It is a pleasure to have you on the show. So, uh, you know, it's my honor to have you. And you've done some really incredible things with podcasting, which is one of the things that I want to share a little bit is because, you know, I'm running a podcast and I want to learn some of the hacks that you've done. And I'm writing a book and I want to learn some of the hacks that you've done. And I know it's going to benefit the listener. So take me back to the very first deal you ever did. What year was that? That was in 2016. Okay, so not so long ago, no. you've been you're going on your fourth year, I think. Yeah, going on my third. Yeah, actually, right. Yeah, going on my fourth year. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, so so 2016, and like, what was that first deal? Did you did you do an Airbnb the first time? Did you house hack the first time? What did it look like? So I did house hack, um, but locking the deal down was the hard part because I was just getting started. Um, so that deal uh, is actually in the property that I'm in right now. Um, and it was uh, a purchase with my VA loan, which if you have any veterans out there listening to, they're able to buy a house with zero money down as long as it fits within the Fannie Mae criteria. 
But uh, so I was able to get this place and this is um, it's a condo, right? But there are two of them stacked on top of each other. I thought it was a duplex. Uh, and I found a seller that was motivated because she was heading down the beach to some retirement um, place. And so she wanted to sell both of them as a bulk deal. I was able to secure the top of my VA loan and I was able to lock the bottom as a lease option and uh, to rent that out to a renter just to cover my payments to her um, in order to kind of lock that until my wife came and then my wife bought it, uh, bought the bottom. So that with, was a, with another VA loan? With another VA loan, yep. Exactly. All right. So one thing that we need to just point out to the person who's listening to us right now is, man, Mike, this is what we're talking about. When it comes to creative real estate, it just becomes this thing where, where people, are, people are like, I have to do lease options. I have to do subject to. And, and that's not what I'm trying to teach on the, on the podcast. What I'm trying to teach is understanding the tools in your tool shed right. and knowing what tool to use and when. It would be ridiculous if the house that you're in, the condo that you're in right now, if you needed to uh, screw something into the wall and you went and grabbed a sledgehammer. <laughs> it's very true. Like a sledgehammer is great. <laughs> Fix and flip is great. But you don't need that tool all the time. And the real wisdom behind creative real estate is understanding what tools are available to you and right. being able to say, all right, I've got this VA loan. I don't have to put anything down. There, it's very likely that you chose not to because mm -hmm. right. then you get infinite, right? Right? It's amazing. That's it. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, I can't use that same tool right now for the bottom unit. Exactly. What, what tool can I use? Well, I can use the lease option tool and then my wife can use this tool when she gets here. It's, right. This is exactly what we're talking about is you, the listener, you need to understand what tools are available and when should you use which one. All right, so that was your first deal, and I love the way that you implemented those strategies to be able to solidify the double condo thing. That's really great. And now I want to find out, so that was in 2016. Right. Uh, what is one other deal that you did that was kind of fun? So I, I kind of want to, if it's okay, I want to take it back real quick and finish Oh, yeah. Out. Yeah, okay. because, yes, because there's more finish. to that story. Yeah, okay. so, so I locked the deals down, and then... Uh, I ended up going on deployment over the summer of 2017. And so that's when I decided to Airbnb this top unit out. So I just, that was where that house hacking strategy kind of came into play. And so I was able to take the funds that I got from our Airbnb for that summer. And then the funds that my wife and I received from our wedding to invest into our next property, which was a seller finance deal. And the way we found that property was um, by looking out in the area, same area in, in Ocean View here in Norfolk, uh, Virginia. Um, so we found someone that was going that just completed a flip and they were looking to rent their property. We just made some calls. We found out that this person was willing to sell it. He sold it to us uh, with about a 10K or so um, you know, gap in the market value. So I think it was worth 150. We got it from 140. We were able to put down 30% because this was our first time doing this. Um, and then he yeah, carried a note. It's a balloon note. And so now we have it financed for the next three years uh, where we're just paying him interest only and we're renting it and getting about a $500 in cash flow difference out of that, which is really nice. So, Awesome. Awesome. Which if I do the math, it's a 12% cash on cash? Just about. Yeah. It was about 11 and some change, right? Mm -hmm. Cool. 
Awesome stuff. Yeah, thank you for going through the other details. And I didn't mean to cut you off, but no, I did no want to point out just kind of what you were doing because I, I think it's awesome. So yeah. let's just talk about when did you, how, you, so you started in 2016 mm-hmm. and then you really amped it up in 2017. Now, when did you decide I should write a book? When did you decide um, I should start a podcast? So the book, uh, so the podcast came first. Um, I was in the middle of a deployment in 2018, um, and this was my last command. And I knew that um, active duty passive income was something that I wanted to carry with, you know, outside the military. Um, and it was always my goal to start a podcast. And I, I honestly didn't think I would end up starting it until January of this year, 2019. But, um, you know, I decided some, some way halfway through the deployment, I said, you know what, screw that. I'm not going to wait. I have some extra time here instead of just, you know, watching Netflix or doing something else like I wasn't doing, but I could have done. I said, you know what, let me start now. Let me just get through the learning curve. Now I'll put in the extra time and I did. And so, you know, the podcast kind of just, you know, took off. I was doing one a week at first and then I decided, you know what, I can, I have a little extra time. Let me do two a week. And I just kind of continued that through. Um, And then the book kind of came later on when I came back from deployment um, and honestly, it was kind of a combination of my idea and uh, my CEO's idea, uh, Mark Yon. And we just, you know, decided, hey, listen, why don't we revamp the ebook that we created, that he created, you know, way back. And so we added our story. We added some of the stories of our other team members. And we decided, okay, well, let's pick a launch date. Now, this is something I don't recommend anyone do. <laughs> pick a launch date before you even write the book because it ended up happening where, you know, we had the launch date out three months. And then it got to two months and we still didn't have anything written. And then we decided, okay, well, now we really have to get some of the stuff down. So we just spent one, two, I think maybe two or three weeks um, where each of us were kind of talking every single night, just saying, okay, here's what we're doing. This is what we've got. This is what we're doing. This is what we're putting into it. And then, um, you know, we kind of finalized it over like a month and a half or so. And then just the last kind of weeks, because it kind of came into the crunch time, we hired some folks out to edit it for us, to, uh, to review it. Um, it ha- just so happened that one of our team members had, um, a cousin or a sister, I think that was really, really, uh, good at writing. And I think she had like a Pulitzer prize, you know, winning book or something like that. I don't know, something cool. And, and so we tossed it to her. She loved it. She edited a little bit and then we launched it and said, okay, you know what? Let's just promote, promote, promote. And that's what we did. So. so let me ask you, um, now that you started the podcast about a year ago, Mm-hmm. And now that you, you've launched the book, when did it launch? Was it like it five November, months ago? November 1st. Um, yeah, so about five months, five and a half months. Okay. Right. All right. So, um, yeah, I remember it launching, uh, and I was trying to remember when that was. But um, so now that you have these two tools, and, and I call them more tools in your tool shed, right? The podcast yeah. gives you, it gets you some places. It doesn't do everything, and the book does things. It doesn't do everything. You know, your team does some things. They don't do everything. But like, these are all things that you need to work with. And my question to you is, what value have you gotten out of your podcast? Honestly, I think the most value that I get from the podcast is talking to awesome people like you, Adam. Really. I I think that if anything, um, just being able to connect with some, you know, top level folks, you know, that I would have thought, I would never ever see right, and um, and now I get to pick their brains and ask them some great questions that I know not only am I benefiting from because it just seems like it's very timely for me to hear some of these awesome 
you know, wisdom nuggets that get dropped, but I also get to share those with, you know, our community. And it, that to me really is just, it, it's awesome. It really is. And I never thought I would ever do anything like this in my life. So this is really cool. That's, that's one of the best answers I could ever, uh, you know, ask for because that's, that's my experience as well is there's so many benefits, but my favorite, favorite, favorite thing is just connecting with uh, high level like-minded uh, folks that, that are, some of them are doing multi, 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 multi million dollar projects. Some of them are doing hundreds or thousands of, of, uh, of, real estate transactions yeah, just in per year. And it's just like, man, um, this is, this is such a good tool to help me network with great people. Right. And they say you're the sum of the five people you hang around the most. And That's when it. you find a way to hang around, you're, you said to me earlier, Mike, that you're doing, you started with one, one podcast episode per week, and then you moved to two podcast episodes per week. And so just thinking about your week, you have an opportunity to to start networking with higher level people, picking out some golden nuggets. It's great. I love it. And so, um, rem, who is the number one person? If you could just think about uh, that's already been on your podcast that like that you're just like, how did this person come on? Who would you who would you say? <laughs> oh man, I think you already know who I'm going to say. I Robert, think so. Robert Kiyosaki. That was that was literally one of the biggest goals I think I've had in my life. And, and it was kind of crazy how quickly that, that came together. So which blessed. to me is just remarkable. Like, um, I haven't yet had Mar uh, Robert on this podcast, but the, the question is how do you get guests like Robert to notice you and pay attention to you? What, what was your way to, to reach out to him or some other people like him? Yeah, I would honestly say, man, energy and opportunity, I think are the two things that is just universal to anything, right? Um, so the energy obviously was there. I mean, I think you've known me long enough to know I'm super passionate and I'm going to figure it out regardless of whatever it is, right? But the opportunity was there too. Uh, I had reached out to Garrett Sutton, uh, which is his legal advisor, uh, and a few of his other teammates just to try and see if we would able to get one of them right on the podcast. And that way we get into the door. Now, uh, Garrett, we were able to get Garrett Sutton, you know, I sent him a Facebook message and whatnot. And so he got back to me. Um, but he didn't know that I knew that Robert Kiyosaki was a prior Marine. And so because our, our um, audience is veterans and military, I knew that that was going to be, you know, a golden opportunity that I probably would never, ever get a chance to do if I never tried. So I'm going to do it. And, and yeah, so I connected with Garrett. Uh, Garrett connected me with uh, Robert and his team, and uh, we were able to make it happen, but really blessed for that to have come together. <laughs> yeah, and one thing that I want to ask you, and it could be an uncomfortable question. You don't have to answer it, but I, w I would love to have an honest answer. And the reason why is because I just know how I play the game. Mm -hmm. I just know me, and I know how I got some of the people on my podcast that I got. and. Um, and sometimes, like if I was planning on having Robert Kiyosaki, I might perhaps plan on reaching out to Garrett Sutton, Facebook message, and just try everything I can to get anyone on his team to just open the door because I would know that that might get me a step closer toward Robert. Um, so I'm just saying for me, Adam Adams yeah. alone, like 
I, I use Facebook and, and I friend certain people on purpose and I connect with them on purpose and I, um, and it does, you don't, it doesn't happen happen with every single person, but like if you just kind of follow the system of being relentless and never quitting and reaching out to Garrett Sutton and, and messaging him and then casually dropping that this is all about military and, um, and all of a sudden now your foot's in the door. My big question for you with all of that said is, are you a chess player? <laughs> you know what? That is an awesome question. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer it with a very, very interesting um, answer because I honestly don't know. My entire life, Adam, my entire life, I've been terrible at chess. <laughs> I have tried to play with people so many times and I've lost so many times. I was always good at checkers. I was okay. really good at checkers, but I was horrible at chess. And it's really funny that you asked that because I remember there was one, if there's one thing that I've always wanted to, you know, to be better at as a kid was to be good at chess because I always admired people that had that long game vision, right? And sometimes I, I, I feel like I emulate and I aspire to be some of the, like the mentors that I have in my life that are good like that, right? That have that long-term vision. Um, so it's really funny you mentioned that. I, I don't think I'm quite good yet. But uh, I am hoping that I'm getting there and it may, I may have to wait until I play someone to actually feel like I can do it. <laughs> is, that, is that something that you would you recognize that though in kind of your strategy of how can I get Robert on the show? And I you're like, so. I got to I got to get the pawn in place. I got to get right. the rook in place. I got to get the bishop in right. place. And if I can put it all in place, I might be able to checkmate this. And <laughs> you literally did it. That is a great analogy, man. That's that's why I think I now that you mention it, you know, I'm looking back and I think, man, I guess I did play some really good chess in that game. Awesome. But I know it's not over yet. So we'll awesome. see. Because even that is still, you know, a small piece to a larger game. Like I know this year, my goal is to get Donald Trump on a podcast. I know awesome. that that may be, you know, controversial, whatnot, not even political. Just the fact that he loves military and he loves real estate. And he can have some great real estate nuggets to give to our audience. I know for sure that that'll probably be good to go. So, and because you're a chess player, <laughs> and, and, and you understand that he's one of the most followed humans in the entire world right now. <laughs> right. Exactly. And so, if you want to really blow up your podcast, not only do you need to play the game to get someone like uh, Robert on your team, but you need to play the game to get someone like Donald on your team or on your show. What, whichever is uh, right. we should say, but um, but brilliant, love it. Now, now let's just back up a little bit and talk about the po- the book, which uh, which came out. And could you just kind of share what are what are you getting out of having a book? What how does it benefit your business? Absolutely. So yeah, so the book again for those you know, military house hacking, it's super awesome, and and the value that I think that we get from it the most was just the fact that we were able to put these ideas down on paper, which you know we kind of talk around all the time, and it's a lot harder to do than than it's <laughs> than you think, right? And I'm sure you know that, Adam. But um, but really, the value that we've gotten is just seeing so many people within our community flocking to it and saying, "Hey, you know, this is awesome. Like, this is me." This is the situation that I'm in. You know, I'm I'm in this position right now where I have this loan or I just kind of found out about it and I don't really know how to get into real estate. Um, you know, I, I'm in a place where I don't feel like this is where I want to settle down. But I know that if I start now, I can possibly bridge a better future for myself down the line. And so 
you know, that, that really just hearing the feedback that we get from it and seeing how many people that were inspiring from it. I think, again, just going back to, you know, the, the feedback that we get from other folks and how we're inspiring them. That's the best value that brings to us because we're just a bunch of guys. And really, I mean, we're not real estate experts by any means or any stretch of the imagination. We just got creative. We figured some stuff out. We, you know, we connected the dots and now we're sharing and giving back what we've learned. And I think you being who you are and just, and being like, Hey, I'm not trying to be a guru. No, I just did some stuff and it worked and I want to share it with you. I think that's something that really resonates with your audience. And just kind of going back to playing the game of chess and understanding like how to really move these pieces forward. One of the things that I think is just remarkable about what you did with your book and this is similar to something I did with a book. Somebody, I'll tell you my story with that. Somebody uh, reached out to me and said, you know, Adam, would you like to write just a chapter in this book? They said, Adam, would you just like to write a chapter? And I was like, heck yeah, that's way easier than re- writing the whole dang book. And then you can handle everything else. And so I, I said, yeah, and I did it. And it's being published, right? Mm-hmm. And What's cool about the book that I was a part of is there were so many authors, and I only wrote one chapter, that there were so many different authors of that book that I'm kind of, I call this Trojan horse marketing. I, and I say that because you have a way to hack into other people's networks. And we talked a little bit about that with Robert Kiyosaki, and, and you're going to have Donald Trump. I, I mean, I'm just going to say you're going to have him because if you want something, man, I know you're going to do it. I appreciate it. There it is. <laughs> so, so all of a sudden, like, because you're next to him, he pushes you in front of hit other people that, that either love him or hate him. And they're like, I got to watch this too. And that's just kind of the, the value that I got by just writing a chapter. And now all of these other authors, they're going to be promoting the book. My other people that I wrote this book with, which I don't, I don't know all of them. I only know the main person. They are all going to be like handing this out when they go to listing appointments. They're going to be handing this out when they go and speak at different events. And like everyone's going to know my name because I'm just one of those authors. So I love that. And I love that it became something collaborative. So that's one of the things that I want to share is, is it's not easy to get a bestseller, but when you get a bestseller, it goes in front of even more people. And I've got a buddy, a good friend who I know you partnered with on this book. So if you could just take it from there and just kind of share the wisdom of why and how this worked out in in everybody's favor. Absolutely. Yeah. So we partnered with Mitch Durfee. He is the absolute man. I love this guy. And it's really funny because I didn't really get to know him throughout the process, but I got to know him afterwards and solid, solid guy. But so Mitch, you know, had sold two best-selling books prior to, and he had, you know, a really good idea of how to crack the code, right? How to, you know, be able to get a best-selling book on Amazon. And so, you know, through our network, right, we kind of talked to him about it. We strategized together. We want to bring him in with the project and yeah, and you know, lo and behold, we were able to, you know, just structure things in a certain way uh, where we were able to get the bestseller in nine different categories on Amazon and it was solid in that first day. Right. And uh, just like you said, you know, once you get it, you get it and now you're in a whole different market. And so, yeah, that was definitely a huge strategic play. 
and uh, and definitely one that I'd recommend other folks use, right? Because it's it's solid. Don't you love chess? I love it. I <laughs> you're, love it. You're going <laughs> to play it today, right? This is awesome. I am. I definitely am. I'm going to download the chess app on my phone now after this interview, and I'm going to play it and see if I'm any better at it. That's cool. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Probably so, not. We'll so, <laughs> so we talked about how you were able to utilize the tool of having a military veteran, a VA loan, and being able to get in your first property without having to put any money down. We talked about the tool of you being able to uh, negotiate somehow on the other property because that lady needed to get out of there. We talked about how you were able to say, all right, I can get it, but I got to do a lease option. We talked about how your wife got in. We talked about how when you went off and got deployed uh, about a year later, how you decided, how am I going to make some money? And so you Airbnb'd the top unit to get some cash flow so you could come back and you're here uh, now recording from that unit. We talked about what you did with your book and how you made it a, such a successful book by collaborating with with other people, Markion, um, 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 Mitch Durfee, and, and other people to make sure that that book was just super solid. And we talked about what you've did with the, what we have done with the podcast and how you're getting top, top guests on and how that benefits you and just helps when you get benefit to get more exposure, how that benefits your end goal, which obviously is to help other people and to be able to get to the next level where they are going. I've learned a ton from you today. I've, I've gained a lot from this because you were willing to be um, so transparent with each and every detail of your business to, that I believe that the listener has no other choice than to be successful by listening to you uh, share these, this, these pieces of wisdom. But I know you have one last piece of wisdom. I know that you can think of one thing that you were like dying to share to my listener right now that you would say, if they knew this one thing, they would go to the next level for sure. So I want to give you that opportunity to share that last thing and then I'll find out how can my listener find you and get a hold of you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I will just kind of sum it up into everything that we've kind of been talking about and it's leverage. Understanding the idea of leverage is huge. And once, you, once you're able to, to really understand what it is, you can take advantage of opportunities. You can take advantage of the situations that you're in, right? Like for instance, you know, the ability to Airbnb a place, right? That's so huge. Just renting out your, your, uh, your spare rooms. I mean, just so you're able to get a little cash flow to put into another deal or to, you know, joint venture with somebody or even just to pay off your mortgage faster. You know what I mean? It's, it's awesome. And so I love the idea that leverage and creativity, how they blend together and they are able to take someone who maybe didn't come from the best, you know, financial background and help propel them into whatever awesome financial future that you can get to. But that for sure is my one nugget. Wisdom. I love, I love that. Leverage is huge and you have learned how to not just leverage money. You've, you've learned how to leverage relationships in a very positive way to be able to grow your brand and to help a lot of people. So love that you shared that. Now, is there uh, one website or one place where people could maybe find the book and the podcast? Absolutely. You okay. www.activedutypassiveincome.com. You can find everything, all about us, all about the website, all about the books, podcasts, and all. 
Yep. Awesome. Active duty, passive income. You can find out more about Mike Foster, get his book, watch the podcast. And if he shares golden nuggets like this on my podcast, I can only imagine what you're going to learn when you go on his podcast and hear from him, Robert Kiyosaki, and some of the other amazing guests that he's had. I really appreciate your time, Mike, for coming on to the show and helping us to get to the next level. And until next time, my friend, think outside the box. Thank you so much for listening to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. And if you got value from this episode of the podcast, please take the time to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Give us a written rating and review. We'd really, really appreciate it. I'm going to let you go. But until next time, think outside the box. Think outside the box.